It's me, John Park, and uh, this is John Park's Workshop. Thanks for stopping by. I've got some cool stuff to show and to uh, play with and to talk about today. So, uh, first of all, I want to say hey to the people in the chat. Thanks for stopping by over on YouTube and on uh, the Discord chat. Welcome. Hey, Andy Calloway. Thanks for stopping by early. Hey, Dastels. Dave Estelles is here. So if you have questions that uh, these fine people can answer, or if Mr. Certainly stops by and can lend some puns to the proceedings, then uh, all will be good with the world. So uh, let's, hey, Kinger North, nice to see you. Let's start off, hey, Noam Pedro over in the YouTube chat. Hi, guys. Uh, what are we going to start off with? We're going to start off with um, a little bit of news, actually. I know I don't usually do news, but... And it's probably not news to a lot of people, but I'm super excited about this announcement. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, that Nintendo is doing a Switch Lite. That's $100 less than the normal uh, Nintendo Switch. It's going to be a little smaller, but it looks so good, and it's got a real D-pad on it, and I'm very excited about that. So it's coming to the uh, U.S. on September 20th. I don't know when else it's coming where. Uh, 200 bucks. And uh, it's all over the place on the internet, so it won't be hard for you to find details if you're interested. But I'm very interested, especially because I've been doing a lot of gaming stuff lately. And these are the launch colors. Uh, I love this turquoisey teal color, and then there's this yellow, and then there's this gray, and I kind of want to mash up the gray back with the turquoisey front. Um, but I'll probably wait 10 years to do that when they're used. But anyway, that's uh, got about the same specs as far as hardware goes. Uh, memory, uh, processor, uh, internal storage. Uh, I think the main uh, places that they're saving money is slightly smaller screen. There's not going to be a detachable set of Joy-Cons on the side, so they're reducing complexity there. 
the Joy-Cons that are on there don't have rumble or, or infrared, so it's another uh, price reduction. And it doesn't have the HDMI out, so you can't hook it up to your TV. But anyway, go check that out because I'm excited about that. So that's the gaming news. Um, other thing that we'll talk about here is our uh, jobs.adafruit.com. We have a free job board. And I know in the past I have focused on jobs that are available. Uh, here are some resumes of people who are looking for work. So it's free to all. If you're looking for work or if you're looking to hire, you can use jobs.adafruit.com and it's going to be free for you. And uh, look at this, there's a wide variety of skills on display and offer. There's engineers of different uh, levels, there's 3D artists, CAD uh, artists, there's embedded developers, web developers, teachers in technology, fabricators, so, uh, and they're all over the place. Here's someone in Nigeria, here's someone in Germany, India, California. So uh, that's jobs.adafruit.com and I recommend you go have a look, hey? Uh, next up, we've got a coupon code that's going to save you 10%. Move my little thing there. Hi. 10% in the store today. So go to adafruit.com, and if you're interested in picking up some cool gear, why not save some money while you're at it? Hmm? 10% off with the coupon code MARBLES. So MARBLES in your cart, on the checkout, in the thing where it says coupon code, hit it. Get 10% off on all of the actual physical goods that you can get. So no gift certificates or subscriptions or software, but on actual things, yes. Uh, and since I said actual things, how about uh, a product of the week? So my product pick of the week is this super awesome triangle push button. It's an illuminated 1960s sci-fi movie style uh, button. I feel like Phil B. must have had something to do with us putting these in the store because um, it's, it's his aesthetic on some level. Uh, and what I did, like I like to do, is I made a little... Uh, let me head over to my workbench. I made a little project to go along with the product of the week. And this is a couple of these awesome triangle buttons. And what I did is I mounted them to a piece of uh, scrap plexiglass or acrylic and you can see there I got a little stand under here uh, I've got a yellow and a blue push button let me zoom out here a bit and uh, if I press the blue button my circuit playground express here which is lit sort of pale blue red and purple it goes all light blue and then if I hit the yellow button we go all yellowy greeny yellowy uh, so the way I'm doing that is just with a bunch of alligator clips uh, leads that run from the Circuit Player and Express power, ground, and a couple of the analog inputs that I'm reading actually as digital. I'm reading this digital uh, ins. And it was, uh, I programmed it in MakeCode. It was super easy. I've been using MakeCode so much that I'm forgetting how to actually start things from scratch in Arduino and CircuitPython, which is bad. Um, but man, it's easy with the graphical blocks. Uh, so there are our super cool triangle buttons. And what I did with these is you can mount them a couple of different ways. You can cut a hole, which I did here, that reflection helps, and drop them in just like you would an arcade button. I think that's a 30 millimeter hole roughly. Um, I decided to measure the internal triangle on the back side of this button. In fact, let me grab one to show you. Uh, and I laser cut that out, but you could just measure and transfer these markings 
and use a scroll saw or a band saw or a Dremel or whatever you want, your teeth, uh, to cut out this triangle. Is this focusing? I think I have an autofocus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's how the button comes. You can pull the inner parts and there's the LED for lighting up. You've got a nut which is typical for this type of mounted in a hole and screwed on, but it also has this little uh, triangle to circle spacer. And if you get rid of that entirely, now you're left with a smaller triangle there that you'll want to cut out. It's got some uh, rounded corners there, a little radius there. So I basically laser cut that out so I could mount this thing flush so you get this nice sci-fi control panel look, and they're easy to work with. So that is my uh, product pick of the week, the triangle button. And uh, you can see them here on display. If we head over to Firefox, so there they are. So uh, that's the blue one. We have them in red, white, yellow, green, blue. I think that's the, the full range of them. So go check that out. Uh, and that brings us to this. our Make Code Minute. And uh, actually, before we jump into the Make Code Minute, that's the, the, uh, the program I was running on that little, um, whoa, I've got so many me's. There we go. That's what I was running on that board there for that demo. Um, so let's move past that and let this load. Here we go. All right. So for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to show is in Make Code Arcade, one way to have a sprite follow the movement of another sprite. So let's play this example. I have this character, this little princess character, and you can see as I move, I've also got a little fancy effect there, this uh, guard with his sword drawn keeps getting in front of me. So you'll notice there's enough of a lag for my character to get past. Um, but this is a way you could create some puzzles uh, that involve movement between sprites. And the way that I'm doing this is in the sprite setup, I create my player sprite, I've got a trail effect, tell the player sprite to stay in screen, give it a position on screen, and I set it to the top Z depth so it'll be on top of the other character. Then I set up the enemy sprite, and I set the enemy sprite's position to the same as the character sprite's position on X minus 16. Uh, pixels, and the same as the player sprite's Y position, minus 36. So that's the starting point, so they're not on top of each other. And then you can see, this is the part that matters. On game update, every five milliseconds, I check, and I see if the enemy sprite X value, so horizontally, is less than the player sprite's X, then I'm going to start adding one unit to X until they become the same. And I've got that flipped for the opposite. So if the character's X is greater than the player's sprite, then I'm going to subtract one from the enemy sprite until they match. And so that's a really simple way to give yourself some uh, enemy AI behavior based on what your character is doing inside of Make Code Arcade. And so that is your Make Code Minute.
was just noticing in the chat um, some comments. So, oh, quiet today, huh? Oh, geez. Here we go. Let me crank that up. Sorry, what's going on? How is that? My audio was coming in real, real quiet. I think I was tweaking some knobs. I'm going to adjust this microphone position too. How is that? That looks better, right? That really is looking quiet. Did I, did I mess with something on the mixer? Uh, I hope that's better. It does seem to be maybe negative 4 dB that it's peeking out on. I don't know why I don't get... How about now? Why is it jammed up there? It's really stuck at... All right. How about my main out? Thank you while we try to troubleshoot. Yeah, that's weird. I am I'm definitely seeing it kind of clip and cap no matter how far I push this. Um, that is weird. I don't know what's going on today. Hopefully you can hear me. You might have to turn up your volume. Uh, but if C. Grover, if you can weigh in, let me know if you think that that's better now and also uh, what I can do to improve it. Um, was also seeing in the chat um, that... Donald, hey Donald, Donald Bell says that his kid was showing him the Switch ad this morning on his Switch. So the Switch is advertising its own replacement. Uh, But I guess they play well together. They have one ad where they're showing, I think, Mario Kart being played among a regular Switch and some of the Switch lights. All right, I've got a better uh, negative 3 dB peak now, but for some reason I can't seem to push it beyond that. What is going on? Hmm. Oh, audio. All right, uh, so... Yeah, thanks, Andy Calloway's got volume control on his headphones, so he's pushed it up. Hopefully, I didn't blow your ears out. Uh, Next up, I want to uh, talk about my Make Code Arcade Game of the Week. So my Make Code Arcade Game of the Week pick for this week is a Space Invaders game by Alex K. So let's uh, switch on over to this view of the world. So here was Alex's uh, post in the MakeCode forum. So you post, if you've got a game that you want to get onto the homepage of MakeCode Arcade, post in the forum.makecode.com in the arcade channel there. Uh, And he said that he uh, had a lot of fun building this Space Invaders. Uh, The screen was a little cramped, so he reduced the number of characters on there. Uh, Let me launch it in MakeCode. So if you click his link, you'll get the, the code and the game view, and then you can hit Edit Code and open it up in your own... Uh, session of Make Code Arcade, and what I wanted to point out. So let's let's uh, let me just run it for a second so you can see it in action. Uh, and you can see so Alex K has developed some really great extensions to Make Code Arcade that make it uh, possible to use really nice uh, title screens and splash screens and other display stuff uh, as extensions. So I'm going to look at those more in a future segment. But for now, we'll just appreciate that it's there and. Start the game. So you can see it's a pretty familiar looking Space Invaders. We've got the UFO across the top. We've got the invaders moving. Uh, We have our little um, sort of shields or fortresses as he calls them. And I can shoot one missile at a time. Oh, look out. Got some little effects on there. Um, And what I thought was cool is if you watch this, I've, I've tweaked his code a little bit so it happens sooner. But notice that as I get rid of enemies, they start moving faster. And I wanted to show you how he did that in his code and also how I enabled um, sort of tweaking of that to be easy 
so that maybe that could be part of your difficulty. See, these guys are, every time I get rid of a couple of them, they're going faster and faster. This is actually going to get pretty challenging just because these guys are cruising so fast, uh, which I, if I recall actually does happen in the real game. I'm going to get crushed here. Oh, gosh. There we go. Um, so let's take a look in his code. Um, I'm going to share with you a tip, which is if you have an idea of something you're looking for and it's a very large make code arcade um, set of blocks, what you can do is zoom way the heck out and then use your search function in the browser. So I just hit uh, Command F and I'm looking for something uh, that I knew existed name-wise because I saw it in one place, but I want to find it elsewhere. It will light up yellow. So um, every time I click this through, I see a little blinking yellow happening here in the upper left on that start block. So I know that I've I found it. And that's not ideal, but uh, if you've got really complicated stuff, you'll often end up over in JavaScript where search will be easier. Um, so here's what I've done. I added a variable called setAlienK number, which is the number of kills on an alien. And I've set that to 4. So let's, let's change that. I'm going to change that to 2. Um, and now if I head to, and again, I could search for this, or I happen to know uh, the block that this is in. This is his function for destroying aliens. And, oh, that's the move one. Hold on, let me, I might have to use my search trick again to find that, because this is an enormous set of blocks. Uh, that's it. I think I moved it off to the side so I could keep track of it. So let me zoom up so you can see this well. And so this is the destroy alien function. Uh, and what he's doing is when aliens get destroyed, the this um, variable called numAliensCur, so that's the current number of aliens, is set to the length of the array of sprites of kind enemy. And that will change as we blow away those sprites. They'll get destroyed, so that number will change. And then there's this if statement here. Let me zoom a little closer even. It says set number aliens current, oh, sorry, uh, if the number of aliens current is less than or equal to number aliens next speed up. And so what he originally had was this next block saying set the current alien pause to the current alien pause divided by two. Uh, so that's slowing, uh, rather speeding up the amount of time that's paused between their little ticks moving sideways. Um, and then set the number of aliens next speed up. So when's this going to happen the next time? He originally had that set to dividing the number of aliens in half. So basically when you cleared half of them, and it's, I think, uh, what do we have, 45 to start? So when you get to half of those, it would speed up. And then when you get half to those, speed up, and so on. I decided I wanted it to happen much more quickly. So I changed it to the number of aliens next speed up minus that alien K number, which you saw a moment ago. I changed it to 2. Um, so what this means is now, if we go ahead and play this, every time I kill, uh, reduce the number of aliens by two, and I think it might be indexed to zero because it starts off, oh, i get shot right away. It starts off at a, I've got to get rid of three of these guys. So I'll get rid of three of them. And now watch them speed up. Let me get rid of a couple more. You can see them speed up. So now every time I get rid of a couple of these aliens, they get going faster and faster. So I'm going to get crushed here really quick. Uh, and uh, I got shot even. Um, 
it's also got, you're not hearing this, but it's got the nice sort of heartbeat sound. Bump, 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 Oh, I died because they reached the end. So I thought that was a really clever way that Alex had set up his speed ups based on reducing the number of aliens. And as you can see in Make Code Arcade, it's pretty simple to go in there and tune it to your liking so that you can get really, really fast, difficult aliens. And so Space Invaders by Alex K on the Microsoft Forum is uh, my game pick of the week. So thank you so much. Awesome game. All right. Let's check in with the chat. What's happening, chat? It's clipping. Oh, my audio is clipping. You're right. I see it clipping there. Thanks, Seagrover, for keeping me honest. I should check my, I should keep an eyeball on my Discord there. I don't see the mixer clipping anymore. Uh, yeah, that's better, right? Okay. Boy, you think you've gotten used to your setup and then you tweak one thing. Um, let's see, what have we got next? Oh, um, I think it's time for our actual project of the week. So the project of the week, uh, as we explore some of the more esoteric features on the Pi Gamer in Make Code Arcade, we're going to use the accelerometer today. And so you might have seen a teaser of this. Uh, in fact, let's go to this overhead for a second. So this is the Pi Gamer. And you can see there I've got a little player ball or marble. And the entire control input scheme is tilting the device. So you don't actually use the buttons or anything. Uh, you never have to touch the buttons or the joystick. And this is my opening screen. So uh, I mentioned this yesterday on the show and tell. One of my ideas here is there's a, um, a sort of practice in video game development of teaching the player how to play the game without using tutorials that just explain things or without expecting them to read manuals. And so if you pick this up and start, uh, it's going to be pretty clear right away that by tilting it, you're moving this ball. and after a while, you're going to get bored and you're going to wonder, wonder what happens if I crash into this red hole here. And here it says, oh, get to the finish without falling in a hole. Okay. And press A to begin. I don't know why it's double displaying that right now. Uh, so here, now we get to the real meat of the game. We've got uh, that starting block, that red one. Uh, it has a little S in it. And we can see the finish over there in green with an F on it is the only kind of other unique thing, so I think that's pretty clear. And a lot of people know this game because this came from a, a real wooden and marble game called Labyrinth or a little handheld BB and plastic ones that a lot of us had as kids. Um, and so you can see I've got the trick here of navigating around carefully without falling into those holes. And it's a, ma a maze game as well as a dexterity game. So there's, whoops, I've just fallen in a hole. Game is over, so I'm gonna have to try again. Um, so let's take a look at how this is created, um, and let's pull that out of the background there. Um, first of all, I'll say this was created by Lady Ada. She was working on doing a Make Code Arcade game and came up with this, and she actually also uh, came up with a feature request for the Make Code Arcade team, which was to adjust the sizing of tile maps so they're not always just 16 by 16. This allows for tiles that are 8 by 8, so we can have um, sort of a denser 
screen, and now I think there's even a couple other options. So if we look in the set tile map, uh, let's see, this is, okay, yeah, so this is set to 20 by 15, and our tiles are 8 by 8, but you can also change those to 16 by 16, 32 by 32. Um, so this allows a, a, a wider variety of game types to be created with tile maps and tiles. Uh, so the basics of that setup we've seen before, which is the tile map is either one screen or it can be larger than the screen if we're moving the character and using the camera. Um, but that defines our level. So here we have essentially a single uh, tile map for one screen. And then we've drawn out the uh, level. Walls are these black uh, tiles. The start position is red. The end position is green. And then these pink tiles are the traps or the, the holes. Um, these are created with these individual tiles, which can have a graphic. So we can say wherever there's a red tile, place this start position. Wherever there's a green, place this end position. Wherever there's a pink, this is the hole. And then this is the brown, which is, I have kept it pretty simple. You could put some uh, detail in there, but since we're arranging them in different ways, I didn't want to try to put like a wood grain or something in there uh, because it would require more tile maps to do that sort of texturing. Um, and then I've got uh, the basic gameplay here, which Lamore created, is this on-game update. And you can ignore this if not touch thing for now, but this is, this is the simplicity of how to set up the accelerometer with, with, the, um, with the game either in the simulator or in the uh, hardware itself, is this right here. We're setting, uh, in this case, there's a variable dx to the accelerometer in microgravities on X and the dy up and down position in the accelerator microgravities on dy. Let me break this down in a simpler scene. This is how you could set this sort of thing up. Um, so I'm going to run the simulator right now and you'll see that as I tilt the simulator just by moving my mouse across the surface of it, I'm moving this giant ice cream cone, which looks really delicious to me right now, uh, using the accelerometer. And here's how this is set up. Let's, uh, let's go to a blank session, in fact. Uh, I'll do a new project. And I don't need to be in beta for this, so we'll be in the regular release. Just because I think it's valuable to see how this is set up fully from scratch. So. First thing I'll do is I'll create my character sprite with sprites set sprite. And I'll leave the name default. And then you can draw something or go into the gallery. Uh, let's make it a piece of cake. Okay. So if you test that in your simulator, you're going to get a piece of cake right at the center of the screen. Uh, now I'm going to add a block to keep that in screen so it doesn't go flying off the edges. So the set my sprite stay in screen, which can be a bunch of different things. It can be show physics, destroy it when it hits the wall, and so on. I'm going to leave it to this default stay in screen and turn that on. Um, and excuse me one second, managing windows here. Now what I'm going to do is instead of using the typical, typical controller um, default blocks, which would be to move it with the D-pad, for example, I'm actually going to add the extension called controller, somewhat confusingly. But if I go to advanced and then extensions, there are these add-ons that you can, you can add. Uh, and here's one called controller, extra game controller functionalities. 
This one has a bunch of things that are useful in uh, your hardware. So if you're using Pi Badge or Pi, Pi Gamer, um, to use things like the light sensor um, or the accelerometer or um, I can't remember if this, this may also be where we've got the NeoPixels, even though it's not a, a controller on the output, it's uh, on the input, it's on the output. So when I now go back to the controller um, category, I have extra stuff in here down at the bottom. So we've got light reading. This is for the NeoPixels. Uh, this will uh, check for vibration on shake and so on. And here is this reading right here. Acceleration, uh, is, if I hover over the tooltip, says get the acceleration value in milligravities when the board is lying flat with the screen up. X is zero, Y is zero, and Z is negative 1023. So I'm going to bring in that, and I'll duplicate it and switch one to Y. So we have X, Y, and Z. Uh, and now I will use a uh, game update loop. So when the game uh, internal clock ticks, it's going to check this value. So it'll be as fast as it can be. Uh, now I can go back to the sprites category, and I'm going to grab a velocity, set the sprite velocity. So it's going to be the, the directions in X and Y as well as the speed or magnitude. Um, and so if I set the sprite velocity on X to be the board's accelerometer reading on X and Y to be Y, then we get this behavior, I think, similar to the ice cream. And you can see that's kind of fun. Uh, for shaking stuff around, but it's going to be really difficult with our little marble and that maze to um, navigate, so you can use a little math block to uh, adjust those. Now, what Lamore did, I suspect just because it's annoying when these blocks get really long and it can be nice to break things up into discrete things, she set up a couple variables, so let's do that. I'm going to make a variable um, direction x, dx, and I'll make another variable direction y, dy. Um, and then what I'll do is in the game update, I'll set dx to be the acceleration on x. I'll set dy to be the acceleration on y. And then I'm going to add a math block to divide that. So you can grab any of these number blocks, actually. And we'll do divide it by 10. And then drop that into that variable. And again, this could all be on one line. It just gets kind of big. Let's duplicate that. And throw this in here. And hi, Virtual Ninja over in YouTube. Uh, and Carlos Rangel, I hope the sound is better. You said it was a little overdriven, but I, I hope that's been adjusted. OK, so now I've got these two variables being set that are based on the readings of the accelerometer. And then they're being divided by 10 to dampen them. Uh, and now I will drop those variables into this set my sprite velocity x, velocity y. Again, this is totally optional, but it just keeps your code a little more organized and a little more um, discreet so that you can go and use this variable elsewhere if you want uh, without. Uh, MG is milligravities, uh, Dathora asks over in the chat. What is a MG? MG, if you hover over this, it'll tell you. I didn't know. Uh, I was like, microgravity? I don't know. It says acceleration value in milligravities. Uh, I'd have to Wikipedia those to learn anymore. So now in variables, if I pull one of my dx and duplicate it and switch it to dy, I can drop those in. So now as those variables change, they're going to adjust the sprite um, 
velocity. And so now you can see I've got this sort of nice slower motion and we can get that lower or higher. So let's say 20 and 20 or you can make it a little bit uh, tricky by having them be slightly different offsets from each other. And now it's sort of this slow motion piece of cake. So that is the basic uh, of the game control. It's just quite simple using this uh, controller extension inside of MakeCode Arcade to read the accelerometer. So if we head back to uh, the full game, you can see it again. And I mentioned uh, if not touched. So I wanted to stop the thing moving as soon as I touch one of the uh, blocks that that are uh, the pink tiles in my tile map where the holes are um, so that we don't keep moving before other things happen. So just to be sure that it stopped cold, uh, it just stops updating that, uh, that loop as soon as we touch one of those and then I make it disappear. Um, and that's used with something we've used before, which is a sprite on player, uh, kind player hits wall of, and then we've picked a tile map color, which is corresponding with where the holes are. Uh, so when I hit a wall, I, I say touched is true, so we stop updating the movement. I set the sprite image to nothing, so it looks like it's fallen into the hole. Um, and this is because the ball hits the, the tile right at the edge, and I want it to look sort of the illusion to you that it's kind of fallen inside. That was an easy way to do that. Um, and so let's go back and look at that again over in the simulator. You can see... Same is going to happen here. When I drop in, boop, I'll hit A a couple times. And it's actually a lot harder in the simulator than it is on the actual game harder, hardware, uh, just because you're steering with a mouse versus holding something. Uh. So I'll show you when I fall in that, watch happens. Boop, kind of looks like it fell into there because it disappears. Game over. And I don't know why I picked bubbles coming up off the bottom, but I did. Uh, so. The other thing that I've done, as you can see, is I've kind of created levels. So we open the game with that intro explainer tutorial kind of thing. And then when that um, collision occurs, we then switch to the other tile map. So on start, you can see here, let me zoom in. We set the background to the little frame of the world there. We create our player sprite. Uh, I set the volume kind of low just because it was loud when I was failing and I fail often at <laughs> this game on the actual hardware. Uh, this is my initial tile map, so this very simple one. And then on the player hitting that purple, that's why I chose a different color here, when I hit this purple block, which is my start of game block at the beginning, uh, then I get rid of the text that was hovering over the player just by blanking it, and then I call this create level. Uh, so this create level function, that's what creates the actual gameplay. Uh, so there's a new background that has a thinner border, and then we go and tell people to press A to start, create our real tile map, create all these other tiles. Um, this is something that I'm going to update before I release the guide so that there's a couple of full levels, and then people will be able to make their own levels simply by uh, adding new create level either duplicates or a big array inside of here that has level numbers. And you'll essentially just have one block to mess with, which is what does the pattern look like? Um, you can see right now, if I obliterate a bunch of this in the middle, let's make a really easy version to play. Uh, here's how easy level design is. 
Let's get down here, go in. Hey, 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 look. I bet I can win this one. So, whoa, get over here. Whoop, and we've won. Uh, and I've got scoring in here right now. I might remove that when we do levels just because the way I was doing it was based on timing. Um, and I don't want to get complicated with resetting that timer. So essentially you win, you know you've won because you got to the, to the uh, end of it. Um, so we're just about out of time, but that is our project of the week is Marble Madness. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I hope you could see, I know my, my image is blocking the, the small version of the screen there. Here, get off to the side, hello. Um, but I think when I was showing the large examples, you should have been able to see that. Uh, and so let's just reiterate, that's our coupon code of the week, which is marbles, and that'll get you 10% off in the store. Uh, and I'll hang out over in the chat for a little bit. So if anyone in Discord has any uh, questions, comments, please come on by. Um, and I will also let you know that next week there will be no uh, show, no John, John Parks Workshop. Um, so you get the week off too, right? Just uh, relax, play a game, make a game, build a game, would you? And, uh, but I'll be back the following week. So I think that's the uh, 18th. I won't be here and I'll be back on the 25th. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in and uh, for Aidford Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Parks Workshop. Goodbye.